That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon. Happy, what is it today? Midday? It's the March 14th. It's Pi Day Hill. You're Josh Hill. Where's Jake Valerius? What the hell's going on here? Where's my guy? He's not here, so you get me with no accent and half the intelligence. Nah, nah, nah. You're you're right there with Jake. We're here. We have have an incredible show for you today. We got the NCAA tournament. I have the winner right here. We're going to... uh, Obviously, disclose that. We'll go through each region. We got NFL free agency that we're going to hit in about 12 minutes from now. But first, it is National Pie Day Hill. We've got a pumpkin. We've got a lemon meringue. We've got an apple. What are you going with? I can see you going with the pumpkin. Pumpkin. I'm from Minnesota. Tried and true. Me too. Also with the pumpkin. By the way, um, this is a bad job. Where is the, I like an ice cream with my pie. I feel like this is a. Whipped cream. You usually put whipped cream. Right, a whipped cream something. This is a. Mmm. Mmm. So good. Yep. It's a little frozen here, a little frozen. Usually you take pies out of the freezer mm. before you eat but, but there's, some, mm, there's mm. no bad way to enjoy a pie. You just pick up a pie. You can't. Oh. All right. Mm. Mm. That was delicious. Mm. All right. You're a slow chewer, man. It's pie day. Well, I, mm. People came to hear about our brackets. Mm. But pie day. Pie. Mm. That how, was how, how far into pie can you get? Go. 3.14, I'll guess six. I don't know. Do you know? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? Anybody in the, in the uh, audience? Peanut gallery? Vertoram? 3.14? No? Okay. All right, let's move on. NCAA tournament. Yeah. We're going to start in the South Region Hill mm-hmm. and um, the number one seed, Virginia. But ba- ma- major news here, DeAndre Hunter, mm-hmm. sixth man of the year in the ACC, nearly scoring 10 a game. Maybe their best NBA uh, prospect yep. is out uh, with mm-hmm. the. He's got the broken left wrist, which happened in the NCAA tournament. He's still picking Virginia out of the uh, out of the South. I, I am. A lot of people, I think, are going to uh, pick Arizona, right here to come out of there. Zona. But I just don't know that the way that they match up doesn't really. It doesn't jive with me. I think that they're going to get through Creighton because I don't think Creighton's going to lose in the first round. I think you're going to get a uh, Virginia Creighton matchup, and then I don't know. Arizona is their biggest threat to come out of there. And Cincinnati, I want to pick Cincinnati. I want to believe in Cincinnati. But when is you? When have you ever felt comfortable being like, you know, who's going to go deep into this tournament? The Bearcats. Well, You've see, never said that. The the Bearcats, uh, they they play D along with mm-hmm. Virginia, which is my problem, by the way. Defense is cool. Yeah, but you got to do both. I mean, Virginia scores sixty seven and a half. Yeah. All right, and I know they're coming out of the tough. They have thirty plus wins and all that, but you're taking out one of their better scorers off the bench. True, they score sixty seven. That's three oh eight 
out of 351 Division One teams. I can't pick. I can't pick Virginia, and I think Creighton to me is a sexy call. 84 a night, Creighton. Creighton can shoot you from deep. Creighton can spread you out. I actually have the Blue Jays going all the way to the Sweet Sweet 16. I also have Loyola, wow. 11 seed, going to the Sweet 16. Five players all scoring between 10.5 and, and 13.4 points per game. The Loyola Ramblers, a little biased because we were there. A little biased. There's a lot of bias. That's I'm, right up okay, the road. All right, majorly biased for the Ramblers. First time since 1985. It's true. You don't remember Al Frederick Hughes, but I do from my childhood. Were you born in 1985? I wasn't born in 1985. I was born in 1985. <laughs> that, was, that was a great Loyola team. Love that team. So I got to pick the Ramblers. So I got, them both in, I, I got them both in the Sweet 16, which, by the way, whole point of the tournament, you pick teams that you like. Don't, don't be one of those guys that just has to like go chalk the whole way and try to win it you're not going to win it anyway be sexy go with what you go with with go with the heart you're like a smart guy who's like delved into every, I, i've got all the details here but i still got to pick with my heart is that an insult that you just like don't be the smart guy to make the bracket go with your heart and you just call me the smart might, guy might have been a slight insult but i, I, I think to- well you've got creighton texas is another team to pay attention to because mo bamba i just want mo bamba i'll high five go. mo bamba mo bamba Mo Bamba. If I had the number one overall pick in the draft, I I, I might I might take wow. Mo Bamba. I wow. love Mo Bamba. You know who he reminds me of? Hmm. I mean, maybe it's because he's in the Texas uh, burnt orange. The whole thing. He reminds me a little bigger. But of a Kevin Durant when he played there. Now Durant obviously not a center, but you watch Mo Bamba. Dude puts it on the floor. He can shoot it from three. Drives it to the hole. Finishes with the left and the right. Dunks it in traffic. I mean, I love me some Mo Bamba. Yeah, I've always hated NBA comparisons to college players, though, because it's like, oh, yeah, he's Kevin Durant. But no, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Mo Bamba is not Kevin Durant. He's a really good player, though. And I, I, he's going to get a lot of attention here from a lot of NBA fans that are watching. So hopefully that's one of the reasons why they go deep. I don't know. This is, I think it's a 7-10 match. I don't think they're going to be going too far into this. But, you know, Mo Bamba, as long as I can get some Mo Bamba in my life. I got, I got, I got texted in the Elite Eight. And I've got, I got him just at least to the Sweet 16. I got him beating With Loyola not a lot in the Sweet 16. I got Loyola, I got, and I got Arizona coming out of the region. Mm-hmm. De- DeAndre Ayton has been a monster. His, his last two games, 32-18, and 32-14. and 14. He's 27 for his last 36. Mm-hmm. For the record, he doesn't just dunk the basketball if you haven't watched him. He can shoot it, too. DeAndre Ayton... Ahead of Mo Bamba, I would actually say if I had to pick, I'm not gonna. I guess you got to take the big man come NBA draft time. Maybe he'll be the number one or number two overall pick. So that's why I'm taking Arizona, best player in the region, just ahead of Mo Bamba, DeAndre. I still like Virginia. I'll probably be wrong about that, but if they do match up with Arizona, the ball handling for Virginia is one of their strengths, and defensively, Arizona is very weak. So I want to see how that matches up. Again, things can get weird. You know, this could come down to a free throw game because we see that happen a lot. Offensive and defensive rebounding is something that people kind of skirt over and you have to pay attention to. That's why I don't think Creighton and Loyola are going to go too far in this tournament because they don't, on the offensive glass, they're not really good. Fair enough. But with those two, I don't know, but I've I've still got Virginia. Arizona is not a bad pick. It's just the wrong pick. Right. All right. Let's, let's go. Let's go with the old Midwest here. And, um, this is where Kansas is your number one seed, but this is not a Jayhawk team that is, is no. loaded with lottery picks or really any lottery picks for that matter. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a different KU. Uh, you got you have you have the Dukies and and I guess uh, the best player in the in the in the region in in, um, uh, in, in Marvin Bagley, but uh, you know, and then you got Michigan State and Miles Bridges, so you can make that argument too. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got in the in the Midwest? I like Michigan State. Do you really? I gotta say, Michigan State coming out of the Midwest. You know, don't bet against Tom Izzo. It's good. It's good there. I think Duke is going to be somebody that people pick a little bit too much 
every year somebody picks Duke to go far. And, you know, Mike Krzyzewski was talking about it the other day. He's like, man, we've only won this thing five times. And you put that into the scope of how many times Duke has been in the tournament. There, there's no such thing as a safe bet, even if you have one of the greatest coaches of all time. I just Michigan State, I feel like the team that they have right now, the way that they match up against the rest of the region is going to work really well. You, on the other hand... You've got, you're going bold here. I, I, I do. Hold on a second. Well, first of all, Ohio State's losing in the first round. They've lost three of five. South Dakota State's coming in there, and they're going to knock out the Buckeyes. Just for the record, wow. I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I just jumped the, the Buckeyes into the wrong region. But I was going to say. <laughs> my, my bad. I, 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 you, I, did you not just say the Buckeyes? I, I was, I was Ohio State. I, I, Ohio State, Michigan State. I'm, I apologize. Um, it's madness. Uh, all right. This is what I like about TCU. First mm-hmm. of all, they've got one guy that I just is super interesting coming out of the of uh, the the South Sudan and Koat Noy, who is going to be the next Lou Aldang. Now he's only a wow. freshman, but so I I I greatly appreciate that story and what he's <laughs> what he does. He can shoot the three. He's an he's an energy guy. I love him. Vladimir Brodzianski at the rim. The um, TCU is starting Six seven, six seven, six eleven up front. They also have an offense that's ranked in the, in the nation's top twenty in six different categories. What do you think of that, Hill? I think that they're going to lose to Arizona State in the first round, <laughs> assuming Arizona State wins. They've got really speedy guards, and you know Texas uh, TCU. They don't really defend very well at high levels of that defense. So I think that's going to be a problem for them. And you know they rank in the bottom fifty percent of all teams in defense. So right. it's. It's a bold pick. The, the, I would say it's a very bold pick. And and to your to your uh, Michigan State love, the whole NCAA tournament scandal, um, you know, it would be kind of interesting. Like I just picked Arizona. Mm-hmm. If Izzo and company get, <laughs> get to the to final, the- wouldn't that be kind of? I I would like to see how that would play out. You know how they how they would cover it yeah. if they would cover it at all. What, what, do you think they will? Think you like, have to. How can you not right, cover that? Right. So I think I think it's going to come up a little bit in the first rounds, and as these teams get deeper, it's going to come up a little bit more. Okay, let's move to the East region. All right. And me and you are both we're both rocking St. Bonaventure as a as a as a Cinderella here. Yeah. Do you tell me why? I'll tell you why. I mean, you're rocking them a little bit deeper than I am. I, I just, I just like them. I against, took the Bonnies to the Sweet 16. Go I, ahead. I've got them beating Florida, but I don't have them going much further than that. So they're just, you know, when you have these play-in games, it's a factor that a lot of people kind of don't take into consideration when thinking. They've got a game under their belt. You know, this isn't a 16 going against a one. They're coming into this a little bit of a higher seed. They've got their that game under their belt. They're coming in with some experience. They're coming in fired up. They're in the tournament. They're going against a Florida team that's very beatable. I like them. I like them to win the first round, not the second round. The other thing, play-in games are huge if, yeah. if you look at the history of the tournament. Every year, at least one of the play-in yeah. teams makes it to the round of 32. Mm-hmm. Half since they've cut, put the play-in game oh, yeah. have made it to the Sweet 16. So I was looking for somebody. So I, I, you know, I took the same body. Now, also... I think a very interesting matchup in the first round, Texas Tech and Stephen F. Austin. First of all, yeah. that, that's a game where Stephen F. Austin, they score it 84, and, and they also defend it. Mm-hmm. So, and you've got a Texas Tech team that is injured coming in here. So Keenan Evans and the toe has been out, so this is not the same team that was red hot earlier in the season. So I, no. I, I, I look at that, and then you, know, you, you, you play it through – uh, and and you look at you know I mean how do you how do you not like Villanova I I feel I like, like Villanova I've got him winning the right, region so. right so same I I mean I got Nova too uh, but the other thing you know I, I have Villanova and because you got to pick a one seat somewhere and they shoot it incredibly well yeah uh, and I and I love me some Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. but 
I mean, the worry with Nova is that they have an off-shooting night, which is a worry for a lot of teams in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, anybody can have an off-shooting night. So, I mean, you know, Texas Tech could have an off-shooting night in the first round of the tournament, and all of a sudden Stephen F. Austin's in the next round. So Another cool go. matchup in that uh, Murray State and, and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Racers have won 13 in a row, and they're the racers. you got to love a Murray State team with a, with a, with a, with a hot uh, little run coming in against a West Virginia team who, yeah, the press is there, but they do not shoot the ball well either. Yeah, West Virginia, Marshall over Wichita State is another upset a lot of people are taking. I don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to get West Virginia and Wichita, and I think West Virginia is going to get past Wichita State in that next round. I think that's, a, that's an upset matchup to watch for in the round of 32. Karim guy to watch in that game, Jonathan Stark, six-foot senior guard from Murray State, scores almost 22 a night, shoots it ridiculously. That um, That... That, that's a guy that I'm, well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be rooting hard for, for Johnny Stark to play well, which reminds me of, um, you know, Bulls, Knicks, Starks, the, the whole Starks. thing. Right. Let's go West region. And uh, who, do you, who do you got as a, a Cinderella in, in, your, in your West region, Hill, which is the number one seed, the Musketeers of Xavier. Uh, Carolina has been playing great basketball, and they're mm-hmm. playing close to home to start it. Um, so there's that. And I've got a big time offset in the West region for you. But go ahead. Who do you got? Uh, I mean, I don't have a super deep Cinderella for this region, but Florida State's an interesting team to watch just because I think they're the tallest team in the tournament. So defensively, that's going to help them out against some of these smaller lineups that they might be going up against. I have them going no further than the Sweet 16 because they would match up with Gonzaga at that point. And I think that Mark Few's a better, or Mike Few's a better coach. He's been there before. He knows what's going on. So if Florida State and Gonzaga match up, I'm going Gonzaga going deep in the, that region. But watch out for the Knowles. They might be somebody that surprises. And they could knock off uh, Xavier. And, and, and what about uh, your, your Michigan Wolverines? I, I, I kind of go against my own logic here because every <laughs> single time that these brackets come out, everybody, almost everybody gets amped up about, about the Big Ten. They're going, oh, Purdue's going deep. Michigan's going deep. I've got Michigan State and Michigan going deep, not so much Purdue. I don't know. Just the way that the region stacks up, especially if we can get some wrenches thrown into the works here. Xavier, they are the top seed, but that's always kind of the weakest spot that you want to be in. Right. I like Michigan. I'm not extremely confident about it, but just North Carolina and Michigan, those are the two teams to watch out of this region. If you're picking one of those two, you should feel pretty confident in them going deep. And rewinding back, this Ohio State's getting upset by South Dakota State. This is in, the region. In, in the West region. <laughs> I've, I have bias to teams that I've seen in person, mm-hmm. uh, but I saw Michigan play Northwestern and lose to Northwestern. And the yeah. Wildcats in Northwestern, one of the more disappointing teams in, in, true, in, yeah. in all of college basketball this year. So it's hard for me to pick them past the Sweet 16, but I do love Mo Wagner and the size that Michigan brings. Mm-hmm. So Plus, they've, they, they tend to do well come tournament time so there's that but the providence friars oh boy yes first of all the friar dom is one of the great mascots in all of college basketball so there's the 10 seed <laughs> he doesn't play West. in the game though so he, do, he doesn't he but, he, but he stares at you and he stares you down providence had a huge deep run in the big east tournament they played overtime games they made big shots at the biggest of times um and they start three guards two of them are seniors i love senior guards and you got it every year well not every year but since 2011 Eight teams seeded from seven to ten have made it. One of them mm-hmm. has made it to the final four. So you got to pick someone. Here's a team that's had some big ones. They've beaten Xavier this year. They've 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 beaten one seeds. So I am taking the Friar to make a deep run. Wow. Because I don't really. I, it, it's hard. I, I'm listen. I'm scared by the first round game with A and M, and then I get more scared with Carolina. So it's not going to be easy. But 
Just mark it down. You heard it here. You can yell at me, but I got, I got Providence. Well, if you don't want your bracket to get busted, you should take Texas A&M in that first game because the Aggies, they've got three really good players. they got DJ Hawks, like the best, one of the best shooters in the country. So, and you, you know, yes, that's Providence, true. They, don't, they don't rank in the top 40 in any of the things they're good at. They're like, oh, yeah, they're good at all of these things, but they are bottom 40. In, or they're not in the top 40 right, in any of the things that they're good at. They can't shoot the three. They, it's it's they're, a baffling they're, pick. They're beating one seeds. They've, they've multiple times. By Did the way, they, they, are they going to beat them in the tournament? Well, no. I'm, March. I'm, March. I'm, I'm and, saying and they're, is, I'm, two I'm different telling things. You, Providence. So I, the Hill Final Four: Virginia, yep. Michigan, Michigan State, Kansas, mm-hmm. and I've got Arizona to win it all. We'll get to that in a second. TCU, Villanova, and Providence. You got to believe. Um, and I've got Arizona winning it. Who do you have winning it? Uh, Michigan State. Rock and roll, baby. Okay. Let's do it. Going against all of my Big Ten bias here. Rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. Well, okay. So there you have it. Arizona, Michigan State, <laughs> and we have uh, we've solved the NCAA tournament we've bracket. We've solved it. Okay. Before we get to NFL free agency, it is time uh, to, you know, Tom Brady stepped up mm-hmm. and he chugged a beer. He did. And he did it. Uh, Surprisingly. I mean, it was impressive. I mean, just the fact that he was drinking beer. I didn't think you would. I was like, really? You're like, gonna he's do this? on like a saltwater diet and something weird. So I was stunned. How's when your? I saw him drinking a beer. How's your chugging talents? It's they're not what they used to be. So well, we're gonna see him in action right now, Hill. All right. We have the. Uh, I've got the fan-sided uh, beer right here. Fan-sided right. beer, which is it's not beer really of America. fan-sided beer, but hey, it's the beer of winners. Right. Um, Hill, I'm All terrible right. at this. Are just, you? Just so you know. Well, I'm a, do I have to finish this whole thing? Is that the deal? Do your best, man. I'm getting, just I'm getting, like Providence, I'm do getting your best. That, just like Providence, do my best. Do you want me to, I read up about some tips. Do you want to know the tips? What are the tips? I'm very nervous to do this. I don't know to why. To drink beer? Yes, I'm very... Why, like have you a, never drank beer? Is this your first beer, Carm? This could be my first beer. Is this your first beer? Today, my first Ladies beer and gentlemen, today. Carm's first beer All right, cheers. Day. Let's do it. Here All we right. go. The chug. One, there two, you go. three. <laughs> All right, man. Delicious. Did I win? You did. You, yeah, you won. You won. <laughs> you didn't finish it. Not your dignity. I took it down. You that won the beer vi- chugging. That is a victory. That right, is a Car- win. Um, Carm, did that's. I, re- did I get some on me? Apparently, I did. no. You're fine, man. Yeah. You, you're, you're you're dry. Woo! You I, did it better than Tom Brady. I don't think so I did. I, I think you did. Did I? Did I? Okay. This is a terrible moment. This is the greatest thing we've ever done. So, <laughs> I mean, I said you got to get in there. I, went, I mean, I had to live the dream. All right, well, there you go. Brady greater than Carm. Um, Carm greater than Brady. I, Carm, so. Right. I mean, look, if you got to, you got to. You gotta, Somebody's got to do it. You got to get in there. All right. Um, on that note, let's go to NFL free agency let's here, do Bill. It. So, this is this is uh, officially four Eastern today. It starts, but uh, everything's going on. So, oh, yeah. who? Uh, who you loving here, Hill, with uh, so many quarterbacks on the move? Um, Minnesota. Now you got you got Kirk Cousins with uh, with eighty four million dollars and and a three year on a three year guaranteed deal. Yeah. Is this the new? Is this the new uh, time? Um, is, this, is this a thing? I, I like it. Minnesota. They they grossly overpaid for Kirk Cousins. Did they though? They did, and but they had to. That's the thing. This is usually when a team overpays in free agency, it's because they're panicking. Minnesota, they're in an arms race in the NFC North. You've got Aaron Rodgers, who's the best quarterback in football, who's really looking at this guaranteed contract right now, saying, how much is he going to get? 
if Kirk Cousins is getting 80 plus million guaranteed. You've got Matthew Stafford, who's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, to your homerism here, he's actually looked really good last year. He's got some promise, and he could be somebody that the Vikings have to compete with down the road. So they didn't have anybody, and that's a problem that the Vikings have had since forever, for as long as I can remember. Bringing in Kirk Cousins, he's not the best quarterback. But he's going to do just enough, I think, to stay out of his way. But he's not perfect. Vikings fans thinking that this is going to be Randall Cunningham in 1998, they're going to be sorely mistaken. Right, but okay. So Case Keenum goes to Denver. Hold, but hold on a second here. He gets $18 million a year, right? That's for a lot. Two yeah. years. Okay, so you're paying 10 more for Kirk Cousins, and yep. you're only paying one more year for him. I mean, if you, I, the reason why I like it is you, it's, it's a lot of dough, but quarterbacks now, look, Mike Glennon got $18 million from the Bears last year. Like, $20 million is, is nothing. So now you're, you're, you're paying a little bit of a premium, but you didn't go all the way deep down the road. So I, think, mm-hmm. I actually think it was a pretty overall safe investment, by the well, way. Well, it's smart by Kirk Cousins, because here's what Kirk Cousins did. I think he's earned either with this contract, I think it's with this contract, like $124 million in guaranteed money, and he's going to be hitting free agency still in his prime. Again. So he's going to get another big paycheck. Right. So this was a great, great, great job by Kirk Cousins to keep getting paid. My issue is I don't know what it does to the quarterback market because you have Aaron Rodgers, and to all the Packers fans out there saying, oh, he's going to take the Tom Brady discount, it's not going to happen. No, Aaron Rodgers, his ego is bigger than anything else, and he's going to want to get, be paid more than anybody else in football. He's going to be want to pay, be paid more than Kirk Cousins. So this is going to be a problem later later on down the road. And he well, look, he deserves it. So I, I Aaron Rodgers, you want to argue that uh, Brady's better than him? You can, but you can also make a very very strong argument that Aaron Rodgers is the best player in football. So that's going to be the, the contract that breaks the market because we got a bubble that's going and going and going, yeah, and that's going to be the contract that bursts the bubble. Eventually, we're going to have to reset here. We've, we're seeing it happen in baseball right now. Teams are afraid to pay players. What it, it's going to happen in football, what, too, and I think the Rodgers contract, because of this Kirk Cousins contract, is going to do see, it. See, I would argue like the, the Blake Bortles contract is going to break the quarterback. Blake Bortles worth $20 million? Well, he already got his $20 million, I, and I, it hasn't broken I, anything. I, so. I, well, right, but it's like when, when people start looking at what they've done. Comparatively, yeah, that's, it I mean, skews the market, that's for sure. Let's talk about what the Browns did. They go out mm-hmm. and they trade for Tyrod Taylor. They've avoided taking a quarterback yep. in, in the draft, and now they're betting on Tyrod Taylor, um, <clears throat> which I think makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you don't, don't want to go into the craziness that is free agency, I'm going to go get Tyrod Taylor. and. He's helped the Bills become a you know a playoff team. What, what do you think of Cleveland's move? I, I am still convinced that they're going to go quarterback at some point in this draft. Maybe it's not yeah. as high, but I, it could sure. be. Don't be surprised if they take him with one of those, the, the, either the first or the fourth, or they trade down into the middle of that first round. Because of the model in, in the NFL, and we saw it last year with the uh, Eagles, and we're seeing it other places too, with the Bears to less success, sign or get somehow a veteran quarterback to come in he can serve as a bridge to your rookie. It used to be you have the veteran, you draft the rookie, and right. then he goes, the old Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers model. Now it's the you sign Mike Glennon, you draft Mitchell Trubisky, and then it goes that way. I mean, the teams will have more success, yeah. and that's what they're doing. You got Tyrod Taylor. They're not locked into him long term. They can draft a really good rookie quarterback, develop him a little bit, and then hand the keys over to him. Quick history lesson. The Browns went into 2017, mm-hmm. along with, to what you're saying somewhat here, Deshaun Kaiser. Cody Kessler, Kevin Hogan. Mm-hmm. None of them had a win. No. And still none of them have a win. Exactly. How amazing is that? John Dorsey didn't bring in any of those guys, and he's the one in charge now. And that's, that's the point here. 
The general manager in Cleveland is the best general manager that they've had in a very long time. They're going to win some games this year. The Browns are going to get at least, I'm going to say they're going to get at least a three wins, Cleveland. Well, it's not about this year. It's about the future. Like you know, They're not drafting and making these moves to win this year. They'll be better this year, they but they're not going to win. Side for the record. I mean, they did. And, so. that's still, and that's not going to take them out of the running for Saquon Barkley either. You think that they should take Saquon Barkley? They're, the Carlos Hyde versus Saquon Barkley? No, no. I you, know, you can go a two back system. No, I, I I get it, but are you taking are you taking Saquon Barkley or running back at that point in the draft? Absolutely. Really? If he's there at one or four, you're going to definitely consider him. If he's there at four, they're definitely going to take right, him. Right, but are you going to take him at one overall? I take him at one. Yeah. Who else are they going to take at one? I would you go I, quarterback? I'm just, I'm just focused on like, am I going to take a running back number one overall? I'm, I'm and and no. There's no quarterback that's I would the take thing. there either. That's the thing that, is, that has hurt the Browns and it hurts these franchises. They're like, oh, we can't take player position X right here because you never take a player at this if, position here. And that's stupid. You don't go, oh, we can't take a running back number one. You know, if I, he's the best player and he helps you the most, you take him. You have two picks in the top five. I'm, you, I'm you're not, you don't get precious and say, oh, we can't take him because you never take a running back number one. If, take him. If I, listen, I, I would agree with in general to the philosophy mm-hmm. of if you best player available, mm-hmm. that's how you should go about your draft. You never go wrong that way. No. Take the best player available, and if you have a surplus, you can always swing them for something else. All right, moving on to, uh, to the Denver Broncos, yeah. and let's get to, into this case, Keenum. We've had the Paxton Lynch fails. We've had the Brock <laughs> Osweiler fails. We've had the Trevor Simeon mm-hmm. fails. So he's, he's going in, John Elway trying to make him eight years in now. Yep. Uh, the years without Peyton Manning have not been very good. No. So... He goes for Case Keenum. I, I think it, I, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm kind of in the middle. I, but I think if you have enough around Case Keenum, as proven by this year mm-hmm. NFC Championship game, you can do some things. And and I mean Denver needs more than just Case Keenum. But I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair play by Elway at the end of the day. That's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at this is it buys them time. It buys John Elway some time. It's not a long contract. They can draft the guy. They can draft the guy next year. They're going to have Keenum, and they'll be able to kind of transition into the next era. And that's, again, the model that we're seeing Cleveland do and a lot of these other teams. Buffalo is probably going to do it. You draft the guy, and then you have a veteran to hand the keys to him. And Case Keenum is very capable. I don't think that he takes him to the AFC Championship game because the AFC is a lot harder to win in than the NFC is. But I, I don't hate it. It's, it's not a, the worst contract in the world. The thing is, it was the best that the Broncos could have done. And that's the problem. If the best you can do is Case Keenum and free agency, there's problems elsewhere in the organization that you need to start thinking about. Traded up to select Paxton Lynch back in 2016, mm-hmm. who, by the way, lost back-to-back training camp battles to Trevor Simeon, who was a seventh-round pick. Just want to mention that one Western. more time right out of, out of the Wildcats. But so, I, at the end of the day, I just kind of wonder, like, a Broncos fans, do, are you trusting John Elway at this point? No, well, absolutely not. I mean, we, I talked to Terrell Owens on On the Market. He's like, absolutely, I trust no. him. That, uh, no, what has John Elway done to give you yep. to give you any sort of confidence that he knows what he's doing? You just listed off the quarterbacks that he's taken. Right? How many of those have worked out? It's one thing to hit and so miss on a couple Elway's different a- guys. It's another thing to consistently miss, and that's a problem. When somebody consistently misses, th- there's other problems here. So you think that John Elway is, needs to go in Denver is what you're saying? It's the tough thing. It's like the old, uh, not to the same degree, but when Phil Jackson was in New York. He's been there before. He's a legend. How do you push a legend out? Same thing in L.A. How do you push him out? How do you say we don't want you anymore? And John Elway, because of those two Super Bowls, he's a legend in Denver. And how do you say to the most famous face in franchise history, you're bad at this, 
sayonara and this is the end like that's tough that's yeah. that's that's tough to do that's way more difficult than getting rid of phil jackson who was a well, yeah. right i mean well, you, you i can't believe he's sleeping you just elwayed <laughs> phil jackson that was that, we're getting that, close that. though like the moves that he's making make no sense whatsoever phil jackson's on another zen level of insanity with these moves but john elway is the closest thing that we've seen in football to somebody who has absolute power doesn't really know what to do with it and kind of just kind of shoots at a dartboard and says all right this might work end of the day i think you righted the ship with case keenum though which is a scary thing to say but I think I think he made a fair reasonable he didn't hit a home run but a nice uh, let's like I'll give you like it's like a it's a nice double we'll give him a double all right let's go on to the, to the Chicago Bears okay uh Ryan Pace their general manager mm-hmm. fires John po- John Fox yep and of course he drafted Mitchell Trubisky mm-hmm. last year uh hires Matt Nagy out of Kansas City and Good now move. he's trying to build an offense for him mm-hmm Allen Robertson, Robinson coming, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end. The Bears were atrocious last year yep. uh, offensively and mainly can't put it on a rookie quarterback. He did not have pieces around him. So uh, the question is, what, what grade are we giving Ryan Pace and are, are the Bears all of a sudden a competitive team in the NFC North? Um, competitive to a degree. I don't think that they're going to be competing for a playoff spot this year. I think that they're going to be much better than they were last year, and that's going to come down to Ryan Pace building around Mitchell Trubisky, which is the smart move to do because Mitchell Trubisky looked good last year at times. He showed a lot of promise, and there's a lot to like there. Matt Nagy's offense with Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel is essentially going to act as the Tyreek Hill of this offense. Four-year deal for Taylor Gabriel. And he's going to be the Tyreek Hill in this offense because Matt Nagy, a lot of success in Kansas City with kind of the same structure. You've got not the best, most sexiest name at your number one wide receiver slot, but you've got a really good tight end and you've got a really speedy second wide receiver. You kind of are seeing what he did with Kansas City last year poured it over to, to Chicago, and it, it looked really good in Kansas City until other things kind of went wrong. So there's a lot to like here if you're the Bears fan and you're looking at what's going on with this offense. This beer dried up yet. Uh, Allen Robinson. <laughs> it's dried up anytime soon, man. Uh, uh, let's talk about Allen Robinson for a second yeah. here. He, uh, super fast, uh-huh. knows how to run routes, but he's coming off an ACL tear, mm-hmm. and the Bears are all in. And I'm yep. hearing a lot of, I mean, a lot of love for Allen Robinson, $25 million guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you you got a lot of injured players around the Bears. Like he goes out and he drafts Kevin White, uh, Ryan Pace. That's his first draft pick. Guys mm-hmm. have been on the field at all. Uh, you know, he, Leonard Floyd was the number nine overall pick, struggling to stay on the field, yep. undersized. Now you're going to go out your big signing. Here's a dude coming off an ACL tear. I mean, Chicago teams love grabbing guys coming off ACL tears, don't they? Bulls and Zach Levine, you've got here, you've got the Bears and Allen uh, Allen Robinson. You Phil Jackson, John Elway, now you Zach Levine, the Bears. Uh, And Zach Levine's, by the way, doing okay. He's doing fine. What's wrong with Zach Levine? No, he's fine. Allen Robinson... Look, he, was, he had Blake Bortles thrown to him, and he looked impressive. So that right there is an endorsement. If you can look good with Blake Bortles thrown to you, Mitchell Trubisky, he's no Blake Bortles. He's going to be better than that. He fits into this offense. I like it. The Bears are being aggressive trying to build around their quarterback, and that's what you have to appreciate about this. It wasn't a deep wide receiver class, and they got the number one guy on the board. Wide, so. wide receivers are getting paid right now. I mean, it's one after another after another. And second-tier wide receivers. Like right. Ryan, like Sam, Ryan Grant got a lot of money for being a very not good wide receiver. Well, we can so. move on to Sammy Watkins in, in, in Kansas City. Uh, which I mean, the Chiefs kind of make you want to scratch your head right now as to exactly what they're what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy Watkins, deep threat, was it thirty million guaranteed for Sammy Watkins. Do I have that right? Let me double check my notes. But it, a lot, a lot of dough here. Um, 
and and this is a guy who a is uh it is and you know it is 48 million 30 of it guaranteed um Okay, another guy who can stretch the field with Tyreek Hill, but I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't. Should Chiefs fans be super excited about Sammy Watkins coming? I mean, over? we're gonna have to wait and see. Like Sammy, it, it depends on what version of Sammy Watkins you're getting. Are you getting the one that the Bills thought they were getting out of Clemson? Or are you getting the one that fell off and needed to be traded and didn't really like last year? Robert Woods was the guy everybody was talking about in Los Angeles. Watkins was productive, but. He wasn't the best guy on the team. Caught 39 balls last year for the record, mm-hmm. which is, was fourth on the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he also, again, just, you know, just stretching the field, he only uh, Deshaun Jackson, Tyrell Williams, T.Y. Hilton had more yards per catch than Sammy Watkins at 15.9. Mm-hmm. And uh, Watkins has the most touchdowns of those four. So you can throw that in there too. Uh, well, look, this comes down to scheme fit. They're clearly trying to build an offense that Patrick Mahomes can be successful with. That's the and big- he already has Tyreek Hill and he already has Travis Kelsey. Now you're throwing in Sammy Watkins. It's attractive on paper, but a lot of things about the Chiefs were attractive on paper last year, and then they lost to the Giants at one point. So I'm not convinced that the Chiefs are – I mean, they're going to score a lot of points. But there's a lot more that goes into this than, oh, yeah, they added Sammy Watkins. All of a sudden, now they're competitive. It makes them interesting – I don't know if it makes them the best team in the AFC. It'll, it kind of helps them tread water because defensively they have a lot of problems that they need to fix. And it seems like they're masking that by wanting to score a ton of points. They're going to try to win shootouts. That's a problem because when you try to win shootouts in the NFL, it usually doesn't always work out well for you, especially when you've got a, a defense like Kansas City does. Let's, uh, let's wrap up here, NFL free agency. The Chiefs mm-hmm. are not going to make the playoffs next year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You're I, just going to settle on that? I, 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 I don't, That's I, a quick transition. I don't, I don't think they will. No? Uh, why not? Well, why not? Because, first of all, Alex Smith, I don't think, got enough credit in Kansas City, and now he's okay. in Washington. And so I, I think you're asking a whole lot uh, for a rookie quarterback to come in, mm-hmm. well, who will be a second-year quarterback but, but hasn't played. Uh, and, and, and every other move they made, what was that Marcus Peters uh, situation, which is very confusing? Yeah. I, I don't uh, – I, I am I – am, what would they call it in the stock market? I am bearish uh, on, on, on Kansas City. Uh, let's do the 49ers, who uh, no longer have Carlos Hyde, but they do have uh, Richard Sherman and Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Three years, $39 million for Richard Sherman, really? Uh, you don't like it? No. Why? off of, off of a, a, Well, because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. He's coming off an Achilles tear. And he's, and he, you, I don't know. You, to me, you, you look at him, you try to forecast a guy like that, and to me, he looks like he's just about to fall off a cliff. I, and I also trust Seattle in how they evaluate players. And I know that the, the Seahawks were willing to bring him back mm-hmm. for less money, but the fact that a guy like that – they just said, okay, San Francisco, y- you can have them. To me, that says all you really need to know about the future of Richard Sherman. Okay, so S- Seattle needed to dump money. They were bleeding salary That's caps. true. So that's why. A lot of times when these moves are made, when veteran guys are cut, people will look at it and say, oh, he's washed up. He's done. He's about to fall off a cliff. The Philadelphia Eagles looked at some of those guys last year who everybody said, oh, he must have got cut because he's fallen off the cliff and won a Super Bowl. They put together a really good roster in the offseason. They took guys, like, you know, you take a look at like Torrey Smith and some of these guys that are like, oh, yeah, he's, he's spare parts, he's used up, no good, Super Bowl. The John Lynch has put together a fantastic, fantastic roster he's in hot. San Francisco. That's he knows true. what he's doing. 
Okay, he's not going to bring in a guy like Richard Sherman and give him gobs of money if he's just going to, you know, collect the check. And he also comes in and he gives something that the 49ers desperately need, culture and direction. He's going to come in and he's going to be a locker room guy. That's Well, people always hate on Richard Sherman for being a loudmouth and this and that, and he's not. He was the voice of the Legion of Boom. He was the voice, the loudest voice on one of the loudest defenses in NFL history. And you tell me you don't want that guy in your locker room looking at that uh, San Francisco defense and saying, hey, this is how it's done. This is what we did up in Seattle. That's fantastic. You mesh that together with Garoppolo and what he's going to do and Shanahan, like that's a really well, good uh, core uh, to have at the top of your team. Uh, I, I do want to be clear in that – I, Richard Sherman mm-hmm. off the field and in the locker room, uh, all social media, all of it. Big fan, and I, 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 I take nothing away. Now, yeah, that at at some point though, things do go south, and and Achilles injuries are serious and, true. and very hard to come back from. Yeah. Plus, like if you're the Niners, I would get it more if you're one player away. Like, okay, we're gonna take a flyer on Richard Sherman. We'll get him. Th- we'll give him thirty nine million. Although. What was it like? His guarantee was very mm-hmm. low. So don't get an agent, Richard Sherman. What are you doing? Um, but he's a smart guy. He can do it himself. He didn't do a great job with his guaranteed money here. But so uh, I, I just I, I don't think the Niners made the most sense for Richard Sherman versus a team that could actually was a player or two away from being over the top. I mean, you think San Francisco is a playoff team? I think San Francisco is a playoff team. I think there was a power shift wow. in, the, in the NFC West. What about them? Doesn't make them a playoff team? Well, okay, you're you're really betting high. Uh, on the excellent I, football that I saw Jimmy Garoppolo play yeah. in the last b- b- bunch of weeks of the season and the job that Kyle Shanahan did. Look, they were winless for a large portion of that season, but go back and look at some no, of those they games. they were close games. They lost by three but, or less points for most of those games. They took teams to overtime. They should have won. They were a winless team. They played like a winless team because a winless team doesn't lose those games, but they were a lot better. They were probably, like, I was waiting and waiting and waiting weeks after week to write on fan-sided yeah. that the 49ers are the best winless team that we've seen in a very long time, and it's true. They were... Just a little. There were a player two away from winning those games. Uh, I'm giving I think you, that I'm, they're I'm, a player. I'm giving two you a high five for good. calling out the. Uh, give me, give, come on, give a little love, give a little love. I'm giving you a high five for calling out that the night because I, I did pick San Francisco, probably four weeks when I'm like, this is the week, this is the week, this is the week, and every single week they were mm-hmm. right there. Uh, but I, you know, I, I just Jimmy Garoppolo is a Pro Bowl quarterback because that's how he played at the end of the year. Yeah. Yes. I'm. I'm okay. I need to see more. I'm sorry. Defensively, just, they're going to get better. I, I, I need to. I need to see a little more. And you bring in somebody like Richard Sherman, who's been in Seattle. He's seen these. Miss Carlos Hyde. Well, no. Richard Sherman's built a team from the ground up before. He was there at the ground level for the Legion of Boom. And there's nothing about this 49ers team that suggests they're not going to be on a rise like that. We saw the Rams do this last year. There's been a power shift for years and years and years. It was Seattle and Arizona gunning for that number one spot in the NFC West. Now it's shifted. It's going to be San Francisco and it's going to be Los Angeles. And that's the way of the future here. And Richard Sherman, he's a smart guy. He can he can read the future. He can read the tea leaves. He's in he's in San Francisco for a reason. Yeah, the the, the reason was the dough. Uh, well, according to you, he could have got more money elsewhere. Well, so. if, if he had a real agent, yes. But I mean, he, I think he just saw the thirty nine million. It's like, okay, sweet, three more years, thirty nine million. No. Richard Sherman is no, nothing about Richard Sherman suggests that he's a guy that's going to go. Oh yeah, this is a good there's, snap decision. Hey, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with with chasing a couple dollars. I think that's the it's the way of the world. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not faulting him for that for the record all right great great stuff josh so great to be with you today you were an out you were an outstanding this uh, was an excellent day to be here you're an outstanding <laughs> performer 
This will dry up at some point. I did win the Beer Chug Challenge. Thank you so much. Uh, at least in my own mind. Thank you so much for checking out On The Mark. NCAA Tournament. Arizona's going to take it all. Bill's got Michigan State, and he's got the San Francisco 49ers in the playoffs in 2018. Thanks for watching. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.